welcome back to another episode of Sit With Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am one of your hosts, the notorious BLG, aka Maurice Jones, one who's not here as much as his co-host, um, but needs to be here more. Um, and with me, again, more often than I am, is Miss Amanda, the Supreme Overlord of Liberty, out there in People's Republic of California, which just hosted a Super Bowl. Um, and the home team won. This is actually back-to-back years in which the home team has actually won the Super Bowl. Um, last year, they had it in Tampa. Tampa Bay won. This year, they had it in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, SoFi Arena, whatever they call it. And the Rams won again. So, but Amanda, how's it going out there? Any traffic, any, any craziness that's been well, happening? There's always traffic. There's always craziness. I touched on the craziness, some of the craziness uh, in a podcast yesterday, and I promised listeners and viewers that this podcast would be more cheerful and at least more upbeat because <laughs> the the podcast that it is a mini-sode, it was a little bit high on the Discord and low on the civil, but things are good. We're fine. I'm safe. <laughs> so, yes, yes, things are all right. Well, that's always good. It's always good. I, I know I enjoyed my Super Bowl. Um, I did. I, I am a person who likes to make nice little wagers with with my spare money. And, and Matthew Stafford um, throwing three touchdowns was a good thing for me. Um, uh, okay. Snoop Dogg actually wearing white shoes was a good thing for me. And the Gatorade being blue was a good thing for me. So, Wait, you know... I, yeah. Isn't the Gatorade always blue? No, or is it it's not. red? Okay, okay. No, it, it's not. So they have they have the prop bets, and you can make bets off of off of anything as far as what color is the Gatorade going to be. There's always there's blue, there's green, there's orange, there's purple. Okay. Um, and there, there's like a mixture or whatnot. So it's always pretty fun. Uh, j- just finding just random things to uh, to bet on. So that um, is fun. That sounds fun. Um, but uh, glad that. Um, that, that things have come out on top as far as the Rams are concerned. Um, I was happy to see Matthew Stafford win. Again, I'm a huge sports guy, so Matthew Stafford winning was good for me. Um, OBJ getting the ring was good for me. And then um, Cooper Cup winning, winning as well was good for me as well, too. So definitely enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed that. Yeah. But outside of the Super Bowl, and if you guys hear my dogs, I'm so sorry. Um, but outside of the Super Bowl, there's some other sports events that are going on maybe halfway around the world. It's probably maybe, I don't know, it's a long flight over there. But um, the Winter Olympics are going over there in, in Beijing. Beijing. Um, uh, I feel like um, Beijing, they, they hosted 20, no, they hosted an Olympics here recently. They hosted not too long ago. Yeah, I remember because there was an issue with, first of all, they had a weather machine, which was creepy, mm. where they were able to like actually regulate the climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were, they also got in trouble for possibly having underage gymnasts. Yes. 2008. I think it was 2008. Okay. Summer Hang on one second. Let me pause this really quick. Sorry for that brief pause. Um, for those of you who are watching this live, you got to see some frustration of Maurice walking out to, uh, his dog at the door, jumping and barking because his dog is not seeking any attention. But yes, they hosted the um like the, the Beijing Summer Olympics and and they uh in two thousand eight I believe and they um and that was interesting sadly so I was quite surprised that they hosted the Winter Olympics as well too and all of that lovely jazz but it is what it is but not all things are great coming from this whole Winter Olympic coverage Very as far good. as things go what's been going on over there. Uh, well, several things. Yeah, I, I wanted to know first when I first put this in the in the show notes document. I thought maybe Maurice wants to talk about the Olympics because maybe he's watching it because I sure as heck am not. Um, you know, I'll watch people, a few things. Yeah, people talk about how boycotts on the individual level don't matter, and you're right. I am sure that no one cares that I'm not watching the Olympics, but it is you know from a from a personal st- choice standpoint, it's very important to me. Um, obviously there has been a lot of controversy surrounding the, not just the, uh, uh, Chinese communist party's treatment of Uyghur Muslims, um, but also just the reporting around it and the way that NBC, which obviously has a huge financial stake and making you really excited about watching the Olympics and not hating yourself for watching the Olympics, um, NBC's coverage of, of all of this has been 
pretty shameful. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's comments to athletes about <laughs> how you um, you're there you're there to compete. You're there oh, to compete, my gosh. and so um, we just the China, they're very mean there. They're mean, <laughs> so don't don't please don't get the Chinese mad at you. Right. Yeah. Um, so there was that, which was just, I mean, these things send signals. The way that I look at this is it sends a signal to China, most of all. It sends a signal to the Chinese government, most of all. We're so scared of you. We're mm-hmm. so scared of what you might do to our athletes that yep. we're telling them not to speak out, not to express their political opinions. We're so frightened of you. Yep. And on top of all that, there's also an artist. Um, I saw he's on Twitter. Now he is, he appears to be uh, affiliated with George Washington University, but he is a, uh, he's a Chinese artist. Um, and he has done some really incredible artwork, which is protest art. So he has created these amazing and just just the artistic quality itself is really amazing he's created these drawings that are kind of parodies of beijing 2022 olympic posters but you have uh you have curling you have the biathlon you have hockey you have figure skating and you have snowboarding and in each of these drawings there's a really powerful statement about uh the Uyghur genocide so for instance Mm. And actually, the curling one is interesting because that's about the coronavirus. So the biathlon, someone is shooting another team member, pointing a gun at another team member's head, curling the, the athlete, the, the curling, uh, curl, curly, the thing that is curled and curling, I believe that's the, that's the technical name, is in fact a SARS-CoV-2 pathogen. Oh, wow. Um, hockey is really compelling. You have someone it looks like they're taking someone and sort of knifing them um figure skating the person who's doing figure skating has uh is skating across a flower in the ice but the flower is in blood so it's really provocative really beautiful statement art right and i repeat that this guy is isn't is a chinese artist he uh he says he tweets this George Washington University Chinese Students and Scholars Association is launching a witch hunt to the student activists uh, putting my boycott Beijing 2022 posters in campus. Okay, so he's what's happened here is that there are students at uh, George Washington University who are using these posters. And what he is doing is he's saying this is totally fine. And the students who are putting up these posters are saying that this is racism. The artist says, this is absurd. I am Chinese. I'm a Chinese artist. So he's accusing this of being a smear campaign from CCP-affiliated groups. Right. And he says, you know, um, please share to advocate and protect those brave student activists at GW University uh, who put my art in campus. They are facing threats like doxing and physical harm. Mm. And the smear campaign is also launched from WeChat. So this is uh, w- would you would you put up these posters in your school, Maurice? Um, I value the impact that I get to make at the school, so <laughs> it'd be very difficult for right. me to put these up at school. But if um, if my ultimate goal was wasn't to change and mold the minds of the of the of young Americans, then one hundred percent I put I, I would put these up. Um, the, uh, uh, the the snowboarding one is probably my favorite. The snowboarder on the on the surveillance camera that yes, one is yeah. just awesome. Like, I was like, oh, that is just so fitting. Like it really is. Um, I, but but I I would definitely put these up if 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 I was at a university. Oh, one hundred percent, I'm putting these up. Yeah. Like no questions asked. Would you put them up at UCLA? Uh, I would, and I would make sure that there weren't any cameras around. <laughs> so now people, if they're listening to this and they see the posters up, they're going to be like, Amanda, Amanda's in well, on it. Oh, what? Yeah. But yeah, I absolutely would. Um, now, is it racist because the people putting these posters up might not be Chinese, even if the artist is? Is it basically, is it racist for a white person to 
appreciate and promote art from another racial group if that art is also critiquing communism. See, what they will call it is cultural appropriation. So because a person, because a Chinese person did these drawings and the white people are taking it up and posting it up for themselves, then that is you appropriating the culture of somebody else to make it your own because you're not you're not wearing the proper the proper shirt to to give them to give them credit. You're not putting things up in the right manner to give these people credit. So that's there's always a way for people to spin this, and it is so frustrating. It drives me a while for 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 it to be for people to say, "Oh well, hey, that's racist," when you don't even you don't even know how um, how this specific. Um, art came about you don't know the background you don't know where you know where it's come from and it, it just shows how one thing i've learned in my life and you guys and I, I know these listeners may very well disagree with me but i've learned to be slow to speak i've learned to you know what let me sit back and not open my mouth and put my foot in my mouth um because i know that there's more i'm still a still a line from transformers um, there's more to you than meets the eye. Okay. So I know that, that there is more to whatever story than whatever I'm looking at right now. So if that is the case, then allow me to sit back, you know, maybe think about a couple of things, maybe, you know, still man my arguments as to why this is bad. Or this is good. Do a little bit more research. Hey, where did these posters come from? Who created these? Oh, this is actually a Chinese student. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And and I, I know I, I think you had mentioned like you know people thinking that it's the you know like there's it's like the CCP plants like they are doing. I I think that's giving them too much credit. I right, think these are right. just people walking around campus like, oh my gosh, that's Asian hate because we're yeah. coming off the Asian hate as far as the um, guy who was going to different um, massage parlors and. and and, and killing people, even though that turned out to be, they were, it turned out to not be hate crimes and turned out to just be some guy killing massage, you know, you know, shooting up massage parlors because he felt like they were of the devil mm-hmm. and, and, and all the, the, the fornication and, and sinning that they were doing in there. But when I just, it's, it's so, it's so frustrating. Me. And I think the biggest thing for me with all of this is just the hypocrisy that many of the left have had, especially when it comes to China, because if people, so a lot of people will not remember this, but a few years ago, so this was before, before COVID, when the, um, the, the, the basketball, the NBA, they were doing a tour in, in China in 2019. And there is a GM. He's now for, I want to say, I, I believe he was for, I, I believe he's now in Washington or, um, or he's, he's in Philadelphia, but he was the GM for the, for the Houston Rockets. And he, and he tweeted and he, he tweeted out, I stayed with Hong Kong. And that was mm-hmm. right when Hong Kong was in the midst of their, in, in the midst of their like deep protests and waving American flags and trying to be like America. And all of these NPA players came out and these coaches came out and said that he needed to not speak on this because he had no idea what was going on. And this is not safe. You know, you're putting people's safety at risk. Yet when you have somebody who tells LeBron James to shut up and dribble because he was speaking on something he didn't know anything about. Oh, that's racist. And, and, and she needs to stop doing what she's doing and this, that, the other. It's just like, so it's now you have Nancy Pelosi and all these other politicians telling telling these athletes, hey, shut up and curl or shut up and ski or shut up and do some figure skating or shut up and play hockey, yeah. shut up and dribble a puck. And and they're like, no, like, and and so what I wish the the um, the U.S. athletes would do is, is you know, how uh, LeBron James came out with this, I'm more than a player type t-shirts they need to they, they need to come with i'm more than just an olympic uh, an olympic athlete or so forth yeah. just some protests or whatnot and I, I think that that would be fun I mean, because it they 
the what China has been doing over the years is is um is 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 abhorrent. And to the point, I, I think I and I'm, I'm, I may slide off a little bit here, but I think this is one of the reasons why I feel like China is just so fascinating because China as a country and their political um, and th- their just political picture exposes both sides for being hypocrites. Like they really do, whether it's they expose the left for being hypocrites as, as far as far as, oh, well, we can only criticize them when it's beneficial to us. And then it exposes the right with, or and it also exposes the left as far as when it comes to climate change and 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 how they feel like everybody should should do specific things. Where China is by far, um, it produces more toxins into the air than 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 the U.S. Like I mean, I feel like that's that's pretty straightforward. And so it exposes the right because they they talk about oh well we need to have some sort of free trade and. They, they, the right wants to talk about, you know, um, free markets and everybody should do this and that and the other. But then they, but then let's impose tariffs on China or mm-hmm. let's not buy things in China anymore, even though it may be the biggest thing. Let's boycott them for for this. I mean, so I, I think it just really kind of exposes both sides for the hypocrites that they are. And, and, and I enjoy it. Now, I'm not saying I'm not back in China for what they do to people and so forth. I just I find it very interesting how. Both sides can be very opposed to China, yet support yet support China in that same sense. Yeah, no, it's 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 very true, and uh, it's uh, gosh, there's so much. You know, there's a lot of hypocrisy on China too. I think there's just so much. There are so many trembling concessions that that it receives from the mm-hmm. international community that that are not justified. I've talked before about this developing nation status that it continues to claim in spite of not being a developing nation compared to all of the other countries who are claiming developing nation status in order to get concessions. It's a developing nation right up until it launches a rocket that's nuclear ready and can circle <laughs> the globe. And, uh, you know, after that, it, except for that, it's still a developing nation. Exactly. So that, that irks me, the preferential treatment it gets. And we all know that it's in no way justified um, the accusation of, of racism here or anti-Asian hate, you know, who's committing anti-Asian hate, the Chinese communist party. Okay. That's who's committing crimes against Asian people. It's not because they're Chinese that we're condemning this. We would be, or we should be condemning that. I mean, we would, con- we condemned it among the Germans, when it was happening yep. too late, quite frankly, actually, I think right. there are a lot of parallels you can draw between the way that we responded to Germany and the way that we respond to China currently, but mm. um, and the lead up. But it's not because they're Chinese. That's not why. And, and everyone knows this. So it's I don't I don't really know. There's so much bad faith in, in mm. that particular critique. Uh, you were talking about how the athletes should all, you know, wear something that says, you know, I'm more than I'm more than an Olympic athlete. I think it would be great for them to, you know, have some kind of protest logos on their uniforms. And of course, the company would never get behind this. Sponsors of would course. never get behind this. Of course. But wouldn't it be amazing if all of them came out and, you know, we're wearing art like this. Right. And it, it would it would be incredibly interesting. I'd. I, love to see it there's so much i get very frustrated with all of the rhetoric around china mm-hmm. i think like you um and just so much of what is not taught I, I i say this sometimes um i consider myself an educated person the two things that i never learned about in school ever are the cold war and Tiananmen square hmm I did not learn a darn thing. I I know I knew the picture of the guy standing in front of the tank, and I didn't know what it was about. Right. I know what happened afterward. I was like, "Is that a parade? Is it, is it a parade of tanks?" Like I legit did not know until just a few I, just a few years ago. I was like, "I'm going to learn about this crap because mm-hmm. it seems it seems serious." I right. was probably around 2019 when stuff was going on, um, and and I 
was fortunate enough to have uh, a boss who alerted me to to what was going on with the Uyghurs, but it was so strange. So I was working with libertarians, and libertarians really want to make China happen. Like libertarians really want China to be good, right? Um, because they went part of the way in embracing capitalism, but when you only go part of the way in embracing capitalism you get like the furthest thing from capitalism, which is crazy. Right. So I don't expect China to happen under the Chinese communist party libertarians. I don't expect that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I mean, it, it is what it is, but I, 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 um, I mean, just learning about me. I must've had a great U S history teacher. And, and, and I, I, I think I really did when I when I talk to people about what I learned in high school as far as history and what I learned in middle school as far as my, my history um, teachers Two, I will say I probably had two of the best best one. His name was Mr. Pierce. And he was my eighth grade U.S. history teacher. And I learned so much. I, I mean, from any, I mean, everything from the beginning of of America to. I mean, up up to present day, and I mean, we we talked about the Cold War. We talked about all kinds of things. He, he was a former military guy, so I think that that, that may have been one of the reasons why. And we talked about and, and um and, and then and when I, in my my eleventh grade year, I took U.S. history. We talked about Tiananmen Square, and I was like, "This is not even U.S. history," but we discussed it because it was such a big event that mm-hmm. that the U.S. was that the U.S. actually watched, and so and how like how crazy it was and the impact that it had on specific things in the world. And so we definitely talked about it. It was, it's, it's, it's crazy to think it's, it's crazy to think. So I mean, it really is. Oh, you know, my, man. my history curriculum was essentially, you know, we, we went up through, up through kind of world war one and then mm-hmm. it got fuzzy because no one was sure about how to teach the start of world war one for obvious reasons. And then we <laughs> talked a little bit about <laughs> We talked a little bit about the 14 points and for that part that the, for that portion Woodrow Wilson was good and then we talked about the internment camps and it wasn't really mentioned that Woodrow Wilson was affiliated with them uh but yeah enemy of the people Woodrow Wilson strikes again we talked about World War II and then it was mm-hmm. like this Stalinesque erasure of the period in between like after internment camps we dropped a bomb we're kind of upset about the fact that we dropped a bomb and now we're just going to skip to the civil rights movement. Yeah. And you know, the, the civil rights movement in the cold war, there, there was some interweaving there, partly in For terms sure. of like the, the realignment that took place with the right For being sure. more concerned with the cold war. Anyway. Um, yeah. So it's, it's strange how, how things are taught these days. God, I love it. God, I love it. Well, speaking of strange, how things are taught. Um, I, I, I read across this article and I was like, I've got to read it because it is crazy. I'm going to read you the headline. And this is what, and if, it, if it's clickbait, they definitely got me because I decided to read this and I want to send this over to our good friends over at Good Morning Liberty for Dumb Bleep of the Week. Like this article is 100% atrocious. It reads, this is, this is the headline. It's not just inflation. Corporate greed is also partially to blame for the rising prices you're paying. Now, for those of uh, now, if you guys have been with us from the very beginning, I, I feel like this may have been episode three or four. I cannot remember, but I went on an absolute tirade about the CPI coming back at close. I think at that time it was close to like maybe five and a half, close to six percent or something like that. Well, if you paid any close, paid any attention to it, I think it came back now like seven point one, which. For those for those of you who don't pay attention and didn't like to and and, and, um, and didn't listen last week, um, there's a saying that I like to use, and it's called "I told you so." And so um, this this article, for some reason, wants to blame corporate greed for partially corporate greed for rising prices. And I was like, okay, you know what? Let's let's go through this. And it is an opinion piece. Okay, it is definitely an opinion piece. Um, and this person is definitely. Uh, an idiot. Um, I'm just. I'm just going to be 100 percent honest. 
but it talks about the the, the consumer price index coming back over seven percent in December and 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 all of these things. And it says, well, well, what could be the cause of that? Because it's not just happening in the United States; it's happening virtually in every nation. And my thought process was, virtually every nation over the past two years has printed a bunch of money. Like, I mean, that's nothing also, new. Yeah. Also, if you look at the numbers in every other nation, they are way below, way yes. below the U.S. Yes. Saying, oh well, the United Kingdom reported five point reported a five point four percent inflation rate in December. You know what? Five point four percent isn't seven percent. You know exactly. how much that is in relative terms. That that gap. Anyway, you can you can no continue. no no. You're fine. You're no, fine. I, uh, and so. So, so what it was the first thing to know is that inflation isn't just a problem in the United States. Well, it's it's a problem everywhere because everybody's using this this currency and everybody ties their money to the U.S. dollar. Like, I wonder why, <laughs> Mister Economist guy. Sorry. And then the second thing is that even if supply chain problems were completely smoothed out over the next few months, inflation is still likely to be a big problem in the U.S. for the next year. Again, this is what happens when you flood your economy with trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars and de- and that that devalues everything causes everybody to lose money in the, on their on their investments and their assets and their wages and their earnings and since you're so big on so big on um the wage gap and and, and how we need to raise the minimum wage to some livable wage which is an arbitrary number that nobody can still put put a number on nobody can still give me a, a, a finite number is give me a livable wage. Tell me what it is, and I will one hundred percent support it. Okay, but if, you, if if you can back it up with facts, then okay. But they but they can't. And then it says, so let's see this. And I I got so frustrated when I read this one. It says the that's because rent and shelter costs, which make up one third of CPI's market basket, are soaring right now. It's like as as Zach Silk writes in the most recent issue of the Pitch. The sister newsletter, Pitchfork and Economics, we are not plugging them. Um, the average rent in the United States is nearly $1,900 a month, an increase of nearly $300 over this time last year. Now, you, you I, know, I, I, I'm about to say, Amanda, I got a question for you. This no, what's time your last year, um, there was something going on with rent. Um, I'm not, I can't remember what it was. Do you remember what it was sometime yeah. last year? No about- one was paying it. I shouldn't say no one. I'm sure a oh. lot of people were, but no one had to pay it. That's what I thought. That's what and I thought. There were programs created to subsidize the rent that people weren't paying. And a, a, that money hasn't been distributed. So if you have landlords the majority of whom are not owning these huge apartment complexes, right? The majority of landlords right. are people who are like renting out a bedroom or a exactly. couple. Yep. And they're barely making ends meet because they're not allowed to work anymore. And then they're, they don't, they're not getting that income from rent payments for more than a year. Huh. Yeah. Then you're going to raise rent prices. You're going to do that. I, I, I thought I was stupid when I was reading this. I was like, there's no way that, that, that you could think somebody is that naive. Like, yes, people were not paying rent. So if you owe me money and you're living in my home, instead of me giving you this one large bill, why don't I increase your rent a little bit to help recover the cost of everything that I've lost? I don't know. That's a thought. I was like, okay. And and it's $300 over this time last year. And when they compare everything to last year, oh, it gets better. It gets better. Um, it says, and the average, remember, was while some cities like Miami has seen over 40% year-over-year increase of rents. Again, I wonder why that is. Also, not, not to mention, a lot of people are moving to Florida. So if there's a high demand for things, and maybe the supply hasn't increased, probably because building materials are, are, are pretty high. Like, you would think, the, excuse me, a basic... Uh, Basic economics, it's a great book, by the way, would tell you, oh, the more, the higher the demand, the higher the price goes. Not sure. I'm pretty sure that that was probably the first things I learned when I learned a demand curve. I'm not sure. But then, then it gets even better. Because again, we're just talking about landlords here. 
So this is lame. We're having to talk about the corporate greed. In fact, a good number of the rising prices we are paying stri- um, weren't strictly necessary at all. During the last quarter of 2021, for example, Starbucks reported an eye-popping 31% in pr- increase in profits and revenue increase for the quarter for almost a 20%. So if the last quarter I saw a huge increase, what was happening in the previous quarters to that? Could it possibly be? I don't know. I'm and, and again, I this these last two two years, these last two years have been an absolute blur. But I don't know. Could it have possibly been the fact that businesses were closed down, people were commuting, commu- uh, people were commuting back and forth to work. So if people aren't commuting back and forth to work, they're probably not getting their coffee coffee from Starbucks. They're probably making it at home. You know, um, maybe it could be the mere fact that I don't know, sales prices for Starbucks have been very low because businesses have shut down. Again, and I know I talked about it last last week, but it's we for some reason I've got to be living in the matrix for people to just gloss over the fact and forget that Starbucks was certain Starbucks, at least in my area, were not open. They just weren't. And in some places, like my my city and many others, you can't even walk into a Starbucks unless you have papers. Okay, unless you show your papers and. Again, for, for, for listeners, I want to emphasize that it doesn't matter whether you have a negative COVID test and it doesn't matter whether you're wearing, you, you got to wear a mask in there anyway. You can't go in. You can't go in no matter what if you don't have your papers. So that's going to remove people from, from the consumer pool. Uh, it's then, oh, oh, then they said on that same call where Starbucks announced their profits, those terrific numbers, the corporation also announced that they would raise its prices over the next year, probably more than once. I wonder why they're still continuing to raise their prices. Could it possibly be that they are paying people more money because in certain areas, you've got to pay this emergency pay because they're still working in COVID, COVID areas. It could be the fact that they, they need to pay more money pay people more money because not everybody wants to come work at Starbucks anymore because of their fear of contracting COVID. I don't know. It could be the mere fact that supply chains are bottled up and the cost of goods and services is starting to increase. The cost that it's going to take for me to bring in um, the truckloads of things that I need for your iced, for your iced vanilla mocha, white chocolate mocha with two pumps of hazelnuts and a splash of of coconut or whatever the case may be, whatever. That was you guys way too ordering. ready. Yeah. <laughs> Maurice's like, order. You know, hey, shh, don't tell nobody. I, I, I drink Starbucks. But no. Um, so be, because of, of all these things that are being foreseen in the future, maybe they're thinking like, hey, it could possibly be raised again because if the truckers in America go on strike, the prices of goods and services are going to skyrocket. And we've got to be able to make sure we are ahead of all this. Because why? That's what CEOs do. They have to think ahead. They have to be forward thinking. They have to say, okay, Canada is in a real, real, real tough bind. I got a friend who lives in Canada and she literally posted on Snapchat. She said she moved less than, a, I don't know, less than a hundred yards or I'm sorry, a hundred meters in an hour. Like that's how backed up these, these highways are. Like it's, it is jam packed. So if they're saying like, "Oh, well, if all these truckers are, are going over here and they do this in the U.S., we may need to be prepared for that." And so, in order for us to be able to eat these costs and be able to provide the same good and service over um, for, for for our consumers, then we may need to raise prices in order in order for us not to have a drastic price increase from over thirty percent. Maybe it needs to be maybe two percent here. Two percent here. That's not noticeable. Maybe it goes from from four thirty six to four forty five, and then that doesn't look too bad. And that doesn't look as bad as for four thirty six to five dollars. You know, so th- this article is just just loaded with all types of just. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. Like I feel like I lost so many brain cells just reading this, and it was just it's like and all those wage increases that 
that happened since the since the labor market turned in favor of the workers last year weren't enough to keep with inflation. I wonder why. So were the profits? Because the the author's implication is, and, and in fact, the author says it's almost verbatim, that in spite of inflation, profits went up, and yet they're increasing prices. When inflation goes up, your profits, your gross profits are going to go up because inflation means you're inflating <laughs> the number of dollars. And to give you a sense of perspective here, 80% of the dollars, 80% of dollars printed ever, eight, or, or I, I will correct myself because not ever, 80% of all U.S. dollars in existence were hmm. printed in the last 22 months. 80% of all dollars in existence were printed in the last 22 months. So Somehow much. that doesn't affect the value of your gross profits, but it affects everything else, right? I mean, that, that's the point of this article. It's affecting right. all these other things. But these business people, so I mean, this, this is honestly the, the same tenor as the article that initially said, Hey, inflation's not all bad because people are getting raises. <laughs> and it got ratioed so badly on Twitter that not only did they take down the tweet, they rewrote the article. Yes. Um, I remember that one. I remember that one. That was a fun that day because I jumped in on it. And like two minutes after I retweeted something nasty, they took it down and I got to pretend <laughs> that it was because of me. <laughs> they took it down because of me. Yeah. Took it down. Yeah, exactly. But I, I just, it's, it's so frustrating because, and and the, the, their last point is actually why I went on my tirade um, back in our early episodes because it talks about how all those wage increases that have happened took two percent, two point four percent bite out of the American out of the average American paycheck. So that means if you didn't get a raise, then you lost two point four percent of your check over the over the past year. Like you, or let me put it this way. If you did not get a raise in the past year, that was more than 2.4% of your original salary. You were making less money right now than you were a year ago. Like that is, y'all want to talk about highway robbery. Like my goodness. I, I, it, it is, it's so frustrating. And, and, and just, I, I try not to get in too much Fed talk and I try not to get in too much, you know, because that that is something that I know a lot of people are not going to understand. People are going to understand, hey, if you didn't get a 2.4% raise last year, you're making less money than you, you're, you're making less money now because of the rate that prices are starting to go up than you did last year. Like, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. And, um, and I, cause I, I kind of had this, this talk with my wife early because I, I, I did our taxes and we did our tax return and I told her, I was like, well, Hey, you know, we're not going to be getting, we are not going to get as much as we did last year because of the fact of with the way that I did my, my W4 setup, I made, made it to where I paid less in taxes. So I didn't get as big of a return. Why? Because the sooner I get money in my pocket, the better I can have it work for me as opposed to as opposed to waiting until February of every single year to get one big lump two three thousand dollar check or so no I'll spread that out over my previous year or so and then by doing that what am I able to do I'm able to make investments here I'm able to make sure that that, that I purchase this at this specific rate as opposed as opposed to the um, as opposed to the Increase of seven seven point one percent that it was in December, you know, and and, and and things of that nature. And so I I know like a lot of the Fed talk and stuff gets boring, but when you tell somebody, hey, you're making less money this year than you did last year because the way prices are going up, oh, it definitely hits them. It, it hits them hard and it hits them like a ton of bricks. When when star when their Starbucks meal was what, what used to be four dollars is now five, or when McDonald's no no longer has a dollar menu, it's just the one two three dollar menu and a uh, hot and spicy used to cost one dollar and now it's dollar seventy-nine. That's a 70, 70, 79% increase in price. Like 
And that's not just because they want this. That is nothing to do with the fact that we will hire higher marches on our on our on our on our hot and spicy chicken. No, it's hey, the cost to make this chicken has gone up, so therefore the price needs to go up. We'll go up with it. I, it it is so frustrating, and I feel and I'm surprised I'm as calm as I am in, in having this conversation because typically I go off and just and I'm and I'm and I'm in the mic, but my wife may be sleeping right now, so I'm like trying not to wake her up. She's probably annoyed. She knows. She goes, Maurice and all his Fed talking, CPI, inflation, blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be civil discord. He's supposed to be speaking civilly. <laughs> and now it's just nothing but just tirade discord. So yeah. it's just discord. Man. Discord squared. Exactly. You should do your own mini so You should do that. <laughs> you really should. Yeah. But yeah. So it is. is it, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to ask is, is, that, is it hot and spicy? Is that is that a real thing? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. So, okay. And, Explain and to me I, the hot and spicy. I learned this. I, I, the hot and spicy is very unique to Texas. Okay. Mm. If you go okay. to other McDonald's, it's just called a McChicken. Okay. Okay. So it's just their their basic one dollar chicken sandwich. A hot and spicy is a is is a is a is a hot chicken sandwich, and it okay. is by far better. And when I moved to Tennessee, I was like, oh my gosh, like they don't have any hot and spices anymore. I just gotta get me chicken. That's rough. Like. Texas, um, we got some some unique things. We have a um, a Texas double whopper at Burger oh. King that, that that I don't get, but it's got like bacon and jalapenos and all kinds of stuff, everything like that. So we've got some our fast food restaurants cater to the state of Texas, and that so is for sure in my land interest. of franchise experimentation. Yes, okay, and we love gotcha. every bit of it, every single bit of it. So sorry, but. Enough about my tirades. I know um, Amanda wanted to go on a little tirade when it comes to the the great opposable thumbs that we have here in America. I'm showing. I'm waving my thumbs for all those watching on the video. Okay, the great opposable thumbs that are going on. The NPR decided that making sure you use the right color thumb because it's like white privilege. I don't know anything about about white privilege, Amanda. You may. I don't know. I don't know. I I can't. I I. I feel like that is that is a damning setup because you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> I told you I don't Amanda identify. Knows nothing about white privilege. I so. don't. Well, then, but then that's bad too. I don't identify as a race, so which might which oh, might yes. be that yes, I'm I'm there like Camille Foster and that I don't identify <laughs> racially. It's, it was one of those things. I um I will always hit pr- decline to state when I'm asked for my race on various mm. applications and stuff, I could technically claim I'm native American because that is, I, I, I meet those benchmarks, but if they more make so me put, Chief Oh, my, much more so. Um, Great cheekbones. Great cheekbones. Yeah. They're, that's what they are. Um, but if I'm, if I have to put something, I will just say mixed because we're all mixed. Yes. We're, we are all like multiple races. Um, at any rate, uh, yeah. Which skin color emoji should you use? Asks NPR. The answer can be more complex than you think. You know, it also it, it cannot be. You can yeah, make that choice I, for yourself. I can just pick the. I can just pick the black one and just move on. To not whatnot. spend so much time thinking about what emoji you use. So in the first place. This is kind of why I don't use emojis. <laughs> um, but secondly, so what are we going to do now? Because we have we have a yellow thumb emoji, right? And then now they have multiple skin tone emojis. Um, but I not on every single one, right? Just on specific ones, right? So Apple well, is still racist. Thing. That's what the thing is. I notice that it's just the thumbs, but the faces. There aren't multiple face tone emojis. That's all yellow. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why, it's, you know, thumbs are mm-hmm. able to be multicolored, but the faces, you know, the, the part where the real expression is, that oh, has yeah. to just be all one race. Yep. yep. Now, NPR's taking... And the some, families. The families. Oh, yeah. you're right. The you families are all yellow. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Huh. If, 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 you're doing, if you're doing a singular person, then you can change the race of the singular person. But there if you're doing like 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 um like families and so forth, they're all still 
but I, I think most of them are still yellow. I won't say all because I feel like there may be one or two that you can change, but I feel like most of them are still yellow because I feel like um, I tried to make I tried to change one the other day and was like, hold up, I can't change the color of that one. Oh no, 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 no! See y'all, y'all are messed up now. Y'all, this is worse than the matzah emoji controversy on J Twitter, and if you know, you know. But anyhow. There, so there, there's this part in the uh, the article where they talk about they talk about how white people will sometimes use the yellow thumb, but that is problematic too, ladies and gentlemen. Because if you're white, you really have to acknowledge your privilege like all the time. So if you're using the yellow emoji because that's considered standard. By the way, who made that decision? Who made the yellow emoji the standard neutral skin tone? Who decided that? Because these the authors seem to consider it neutral and standard. Matt Groening technically did too. Oh, honestly, are the Simpsons white? Because if the Simpsons are white, there's precedent for using yellow thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. Because they got yeah. some black folks up in there. Yeah. I guess maybe, yeah. Yeah. And they, and they have yeah. Asian characters and the Asian they characters do. are white. Yes, they are. So again, we have, we've established precedent. Thank you very much for helping me with that. It's problematic because yellow is supposedly neutral. Mm. And if you are a white person using a neutral skin tone, that's that, that someone else is telling you is, is neutral, then you are implying that your I don't even know what the implication is like what what's what how does that sentence end like you're you're implying that your race is neutral you're implying that your race is the majority you're implying that your you don't how does that explain to me the problematic nature in in the way that that sentence ends you're talking to the wrong one as I Please. I don't I use whatever tone emoji you want I I and what, what I always laugh about <laughs> Part of the reason that I put this in here is because I was thinking of whenever you come in uh, the Good Morning Liberty Discord and you use the thumb emoji and everyone else will just echo like <laughs> if, on, on Discord. If you if you use an emoji, if you use an emoji to comment on someone's chat on someone, what someone says, then someone else can just come and click on that emoji and then it'll double. So it'll say like two thumbs up, three thumbs up, four thumbs up. So Maurice, every time he puts a thumbs up or whatever, or uses some kind of hand emoji, yep. other people will click on it and start upvoting it. And Maurice, always, there are a lot of black thumbs in this group. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It makes everyone very uncomfortable. Like, oh, it, it, it does. I mean, and everything in that Discord makes a lot of people. I, I hop in there purposely to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Not, because I, cause I, I want people to be so comfortable with, with discussing anything um, with me. Like, it's, it's like I, I joke about anything and everything. That's why I, I think that's why like race has is, is, is never been a big deal to me. It's cause, like I could joke about I me. Mean, we will quote Clayton Bigsby and Dave Chappelle skit stuff all the time. We will do the South Park episode with people that annoy you all the time. Like it's, it's, we, we, um, we talk about all these things because like, it's, it's not that big to me. It's not that big of a deal. Like it is not that big of a deal. I, I don't want people to look at me and say like, Oh, well, you know, it's, it's I, it's it's all oh, what well, he's a black guy, so he must think this way or that way. Because I will hundred percent crush everybody's viewpoints as far as what I should believe. But now I will say I use the like 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 those 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 type of emojis because I just think it's fun and it's cool. I'm like oh yeah, like hey, if I can change the color of somebody that looks like me, then okay, like my Bitmoji looks like me. He's got facial hair. Those of us who watch it on video, he's got the facial hair. He's he's got like the beard and the goatee. Got like a short top haircut, whatnot. He's a good looking bit moji, just like I'm a good looking man. Like, I mean, it happens, you know. But I, I, I just, I, I don't understand why people are trying to find anything and everything to be so for, to 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 deem as racist and hey, there's white privilege in this and and so forth. All because you are using a normal emoji, like 
I'm literally looking at a partial of the moon right now. And the moon is actually white. It's not yellow, but my computer is telling me that's yellow. It's now, is whoever created that moon, uh-uh, hey, that's the wrong color. We got to correct that because the people who were, who, who were, people who created it, oh no, they're racist now because they use the wrong color. Like, like it's, it's, it's this, people just looking and trying to find some reason to be mad and just make sure you're using the right thumb emoji. Like, first off, I want to say, you only use mo- emojis with people who you're comfortable with. So they all know it. They, they 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 all know it and understand where you come from anyway. So like it's it is, oh my gosh! There if there's anything that frustrates me more than than um, than CPI and inflation and things of that nature, it's race baiting, and especially when you do stupid things like emojis. Like you're literally using emojis to 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 create some race issue that is not even there like it's not even there man it's not even there oh it's so frustrating toward the end of the article it says that someone says there's a default in society to associate whiteness with being raceless and the emojis give white people an option to make their race explicit so one assumes that if you don't use a white emoji you are assuming that you're raceless so i want to point out a couple things first of all that's the person who gave that that blurb, that's their assumption. Exactly. They assume that people assume that being white is not having a race. Is that true? I don't know. I don't think I if I I mean race is a construct anyhow. Right. But there are people who are white who belong to different ethnic categories. So it's actually kind of weird for someone to say being white means you're raceless. On the other hand, and then there and then there's this idea that you have the option to make your race explicit, therefore you should take it. So if as a white person you are not advertising and making your race explicit, then you are part of the problem. I think it's pretty clear what color skin people have. I don't essentialize them based on it, but I think my shirt is pretty explicit. The color of my hair is pretty explicit. My eye color is pretty explicit. The fact that I'm a homo sapien is pretty explicit. (laughs) I'm not trying to make it explicit. It's just happening. Exactly. Maybe emojis are kind of the same way you right. don't have to try to make something that is visible explicit. That's it's explicit by virtue of being visible. It is. I, 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 I don't know. Good old NPR. Good old NPR. NPR. Always, always They're good. Always good. Um, they have a good. They had a good. Po- good podcast. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait. Don't tell me. I love that. Um, I've heard that was good. Yeah. It is good. It is good. But then that's the only part of NPR that I stay on. When I start to get get on their new side, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm losing, 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 losing lots of brain cells. Um, let's talk a little bit. I think we I think we've got enough time for this. Um if if not, we we can definitely move it into the um we can talk about it next week. Um but uh you have it. Is is the Biden administration distributing crack pipes? The 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 fact that that's a question. Uh, I mean, well, I, you know, people can ask crazy questions all the time. So maybe the fact that that's a question isn't isn't right. damning or anything. Um, the reason that this came up is because there was a Washington Free Beacon article wherein it was reported that a uh, health and human services uh, insider spokesperson, in fact, not insider spokesperson, had told the Washington Free Beacon that the, um, the, the that HHS was distributing, uh, among other things, safe smoking kits to, I believe, clinics as part of a policy to promote harm reduction, particularly in underserved communities. 
Where the Washington Free Beacon went a little bit off the rails with this is they were like, the Biden administration, in a clickbaity way, they say the Biden administration is, is distributing crack pipes to advance equity. Okay, that's not really what was going on. Regardless of the contents of the safe smoking kits, it wasn't distribute. It wasn't people aren't aren't going to be distributing crack pipes in Southside Chicago in the name of equity. The equity portion of the program came into what what clinics receive these kits, right? So you're going to be more likely to receive this these kits and this funding. If you are a clinic in Southside Chicago versus being a clinic in, I don't know, like the Hamptons. Mm. I don't know if there are <laughs> clinics in the Hamptons, but we're going to go with it. Right. Now, after this article came out, there was some confusion about whether these safe smoking kits were going to contain crack pipes. So... HHS sort of walked that back and said, no, they're not going to contain crack pipes. They're going to contain chapstick. Um, they're going to contain other, you know, other various things. And there's also, you know, a safe sex kit. And right. so what's what where I get hung up on all of this. Oh, and there was also a fact check where uh, the fact checkers said, that this was misleading because the kits were going to contain other things too, not just crack pipes. <laughs> that doesn't change it. So That's where misleading. I, it's misleading. It's going to, it's going to contain other stuff too, guys. Where, where I get hung up on all this is harm reduction is in fact a really, really effective way of treating addiction and other behavioral issues. And it really mm -hmm. it often gets a very bad rap because people are very uncomfortable with the idea right. of people who have drug addictions continuing to use drugs. Even though when you do longitudinal studies, they tend harm reduction programs for, for alcohol, it's a bit murkier, but harm reduction programs for narcotics and for other behavioral issues tend to yield better long-term outcomes mm -hmm. than programs that focus on abstinence and that rely on here's the kicker like externally imposed universally imposed one size fits all metrics mm. well, harm reduction works because it's individualized and it puts the individual patient at the center of their care so it's, it's about improving the patient's oh. quality of life you articulate your goals mm. and then people work with you to help you achieve those without saying you got to go cold Turkey. you got to absolutely oh. stop. And down to the individual. Yeah. Hmm. Down to the end of it. It's a great. Oh. And then we see over time that not only does use tend to decrease, if not abate, but also the harms associated with uses and the, so the societal costs associated with use right. also abate. So lower hospital admissions, there's, there are fewer people going in and out of the prison system. So harm reduction works. But when it comes to federalized distribution of paraphernalia, that ain't harm reduction. <laughs> Clean paraphernalia is part of a harm reduction program or can be, but that is most efficient when those paraphernalia are procured and distributed, well, it would be distributed, but procured by the local clinic. Right. And part of that has to do with costs, right? Because I, I will guarantee you that I could right now put together a much cheaper harm reduction kit than the U.S. government is going oh, to do so with your taxpayer dollars, okay? Not even. And it's going to be more effective and it goes right to the clinic down the street. 100%. So... Harm reduction programs, yes, they work. And then if you try to federalize harm reduction, you're missing the point because harm reduction is about the individual. And while, right. again, clean paraphernalia, yes, thumbs up. But ye yellow, white, brown, <laughs> whatever color you want, thumbs, thumbs up. up. But that needs to be allocated at the level of the individual clinic. I'm really worried that now harm reduction is just going to get an even worse name because the, the government's <laughs> going to screw up harm reduction too. Oh this is another one of those, those measures in the war on drugs that they're going to screw up. And this was oh. actually going to work. This could actually work. It has a, well, I mean, 
leave leave it to the government to to, to screw up perfectly good good ideas or whatnot. I mean, I, I I say this: the government has produced very little good things. One of the good things that they have produced is Thomas Sowell. Um, everything else, not exactly sure. Did the government produce Thomas Sowell? Yes, like some- they did. He- they did. So Thomas Sowell, and and it's so crazy. Like 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 the left is. They, they hate him. They call him a race baiter and this, that, and the other. Thomas Sowell was a Marxist. Okay. Like, well, he, he was a Marxist straight through and through. Um, even even was sat under, I mean, was taught by Milton Friedman, like which, which, while he was at University of Chicago, like all kinds of things. Graduated University of Chicago, hang out with Milton Friedman, was still a Marxist. Like the And, and if you ask him what changed his mind, he said, he worked for the government and realized how ineffective it was. It was That'll like, that really turned me around. So I was like, hey, government produced one good thing, and that's Thomas Sowell. So, All right. Um, there we go. No no complaints about that. But uh, crack pipes, um, oh, hey, whatever I, they want to do, I, 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 I just, I, like you said, anything on a, on a federal level is – don't say it's typically it's, it's typically not a good idea because also um go ahead would you trust a government crack pipe oh no not at all i wouldn't not trust a government crack That's pipe I'd rather, I'd rather get one from from the guy yeah. in the tent by the trumpet. yeah exactly exactly like like i don't trust the government with a lot of things i don't trust the government with money uh and and for them to to give me something that i'm supposed to smoke out of like and with, with, as, with as many bad things as they look I don't talk a whole lot about race and, and history and ethnicity and so forth and whatnot because because I don't want that to be a big, biggest part of me. But the government has not been too kind to people who look like me. Just saying, just throwing that out there. So why would I want to trust them when giving me something like this? I don't know. I, hey, you know what? It, it is what it is. You can hate me for making the for making the comment, but I'm but it is a statement of fact. So. That being said, I'm not very trusting of the government to begin with. I'm I'm just not. So, like, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to smoke crack. It to be, I'm not going to smoke crack. But um, th- there's a the, the whole idea of why crack is even in black communities is as a topic of conversation as far as what the government has done to 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 make crack you know more harmful um, than cocaine and and all this other. I mean, it is it is all kinds of. It is what it is. But I mean, I, I just. I, I I wish um, I wish that our the war on drugs was done very different, and I'm I'm not a I'm not a person who who partakes in those things for for a number of reasons. But um, I but I think that this that this whole war on drugs has been a complete utter failure. And if at a local and individual level we can do something to to help better our our communities whereas i mean like, like you said earlier we don't our our hospitals aren't being being run by by people who are over who are overdosing on certain things you know that are that are contracting this specific disease and that disease because they're using dirty needles and all this stuff. if 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 there are ways to mitigate that on a very individual level um then 100 let's go for it and the government please stay out of the way Please let individuals make decisions for themselves because that is what I'm all about. Getting down to the individual and, 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 and moving on from there. Let me get out to the individual and let me be able to make my own decisions for me and my immediate. And then if me and another family want to get together, then we can do that. If not, then let, then let me run my own household. You guys, you got, you got a free base. Ride the lightning. That's all exactly. you're Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but thanks again, guys. Thank you again so much for listening to another episode of Civil Discord. Because again, we are your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I mean, who talks about um, who goes from inflation to uh, crack pipes? And well, with inflation being what it is, (laughs) you never know where I'll be in a couple weeks. I may be start selling it. I mean, because hey, I'm not mean those prices are going up too. So. Um, I mean, we go from that to the Super Bowl and, and everything in between. We haven't talked about Brian Flores, uh, which um, is it, he's 
he's kind of being swept, swept under the rug now. It's all, it's, that's, that's a dying story, but it is what it is. But we are so thankful again so much for you guys um, tuning in. We are now officially doing video. So if you guys want to head over, I, it is Civil Discord Podcast yep. on YouTube. Go over there, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, we will have those videos posted up as, at least once a week. And I assure you, I will get a better camera because my camera is utter, utter, utter trash. Um, my, my laptop is utter trash as far as how everything we're doing and whatnot. And so, which makes my microphone not sound too great on the video. But I assure you, that is going to be better. We're going to have better quality um, coming moving forward here in the here in the next few weeks. So, We've got um, Justin on production, who's amazing, and want exactly. to make sure he gets a shout out at the end of the show. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Justin, Campbell. again for 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 um, for coming on and and doing doing a lot of things for us. We greatly, we greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you. Um, so follow us, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Follow us on Apple, um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating review because we know that we are 100% worth all five of those stars. If you think we're not, still give us five stars and tell us why you only why you gave us five, but we're rolling with four. And I will gladly read the comments, thank you for it, and then forget about it. So um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, call me Maurice and Civil Discord Podcast um, on Instagram. We, I actually, on my personal page, just made a great announcement. Um, I don't know if I want to um, post it to the world, but I probably will. Um, me and my beautiful, lovely wife are expecting a child. And that is phenomenal. Yes. So I'm so excited. About to be a dad. Um, go, man. Life is crazy. I'm about to raise another crazy little libertarian <laughs> that my Yay. wife is not excited for. So, um, but yes, so I, I do a lot of personal things as well as talk about, uh, talk about some politics as well too. So um, follow us there. Follow us on, on, um, on Twitter again. It's at civil discord pod and then Ajax the Griff. If you want to follow Amanda um, for all of that, I know Amanda actually just went live with Justin and another female podcaster yep. yesterday um, discussed some things, which was, which was pretty cool, session. pretty fun. Yeah. Yes. So that that was awesome. So we are doing a lot of things. A lot of great things are happening in our lives and within this podcast. And you guys are the main reason why this is is, is being able to, um, to go forward. So, um, again, do all of that. We love you and we thank you for listening. If you do all that again, we'll be back back again next week with another episode of Civil Discord. Until then, y'all. Be easy. And stay fierce.